Samsung has just hit deadly number four. Samsung's Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 4. Fold 4. Fold 4. Well, Apple hasn't shipped an iPhone Fold. There's no flipping Google Pixel phone yet either. Samsung's Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 4. Flip 4. Flip 4. So why? What does Samsung know and other companies that refuse to sell their folders any place that I can buy them? What do they know that Apple and Google don't? Or is it vice versa? Are flips and folds the next big, bigger, smaller to bigger Samsung thing or still just extremely expensive, excessively compromised tech nerd thirst traps that'll be superseded by glasses or whatever before Apple and Google even begin? And I'll give you my answer in a Michael Fisher hot minute. Spoilers, but first we need to talk about foldables in general. And I don't just mean phones because here's the thing. We humans, we ugly bags of mostly water have been folding things for as long as we have had things to fold. Books, wallets, letters, tacos, calzones, our clothing when we pack it or put it away. We've even literally got things called folders that we fold to put other things into them when they're folded. And laptops, we've been folding laptops for basically tech ever, Game Boys even, because it protects what's inside. It makes it easier to hold what's outside. And they're just incredibly, incredibly fun to open and close. Open and close. Whether you're wrapping fragile things in tougher things or turning long things into thick things, folding often makes just entirely the kind of sense that does, at least for all the things I listed just a minute ago and more. And I won't go so far as to say the story of humanity is the story of foldables, but classics are classics for a reason. And when it comes to human technology, Foldables are classics. They're one of the classics, including classic foldable phones like the StarTech or the Motorola Razr or the BlackBerry Style. Okay, like the StarTech and the Razr. Back when everything was still so fresh and so new and everyone was experimenting with sliders and tilters, basically a hipster sidekicker's paradise, it was to solve for having a full screen and a full hardware keyboard at the same time. Pretty much the exact same reason a laptop ended up being a clamshell to begin with. But then, with phones, everyone eventually stopped caring about that hardware keyboard part and started caring more and more about the fullness of those screens. And yes, thus began the era of the slabs. And while they started off relatively small, year after year, note after note, eventually plus after max after ultra and other slabs of unusual size, they just kept growing and growing until they really couldn't grow anymore, reaching the limits of how big a screen we could cram into something small enough to still fit into the pockets of our non-skinny jeans or our non-clutch bags. But we still want more, more screen, bigger screen. And we also want smaller phones, ones that maybe can fit into those skinny jeans and clutches, bringing us ever so neatly back to flips, which basically go from pocket watches to regular type phones and folds, which just as basically go from phones to mini tablets. And who knows, maybe there'll be a Galaxy Origami one day that unfolds twice from pocket watch to phone to tablet. It's not the point. What they all do is trade length for depth so we can carry a pad in our pocket or a max like a mini and to give us all that old school tactility back that 
flip open to make or take a call, that slap shut to hang up like we mean it, so satisfying, or just that total masterpiece theater vibe of when you sit down and unfold. Yes, including more mechanics in any device means inviting more mechanical failure. Anything that bends can break. And while questions about durability have largely been answered now, at least over the short term, questions about servicing and just so many more remain. But the utility, the ability to carry twice as much in half the surface, and the tactility, that feeling, can still make the trade-off more than meaningful for many people. And yes, sure, absolutely, right now, here, today, we're still not even in the awkward teenage years of foldables. We've passed the terrible twos and have just hit the not effing fours, but not quite fab fours either, the just fine fours, I guess. But everything about foldables is better than it was a year ago and way, way better than it was at launch. Except brutally, of course, for the price, which can be absolutely prohibitive to many people, like a brick wall, a fence, barbed wire, alarms, ED209, all of that. Beyond premium flagship price, for way below flagship capabilities in everything but flipping and folding out those larger screens. They're also still really compromised in a number of ways that really matter to some people, including the creases that remain just right down center ice. Also, despite everything Samsung and some others have done to drive adoption, two of the biggest players in the game still haven't even entered the ring. No in the wild Apple or Google foldable has spawned, which matters a ton because they are the platform owners, the ones best positioned to drive the absolute best experiences on foldables, ones that are actually fully, completely platform-wide, seamless, polished even. But if and until they do, I low-key love that companies like Samsung are doing all of this experimentation in public, where people who really are in love with the idea, who want to be part of it, who want to be part of it so much they're literally willing to pay through the notch for their privilege, get in on the ground floor. They can beta test, they can be along for the ride. And the rest of us, well, we get to watch them experiment all out in the open while we wait for something that better fits our own needs. And I just gotta make sure that I'm not doom scrolling the whole time while I'm waiting, but smart scrolling like I've been doing with Morning Brew, today's sponsor, and my safe, safe space away from Twitter. It's where I now spend those first few moments of each day, every day, for free, getting everything I really need to know in just five minutes, because it's always right there, right when I wake up, ready to read, with impeccable curation, snappy, informative, always relevant, oftentimes completely irreverent prose, 100% completely free, seven days a week. And by clicking on the link in the description, you can enjoy it in your inbox as well. Everything from a quick market recap to the top stories of the day, like how Amazon wants to turn your Roomba into a snitch, or finding lava in the middle of the land of ice. It's morning brew, it's free, it takes all of 15 seconds to subscribe, and it starts your day off smart. So just hit that button on the screen, or click on the link in the description, and you not only get a free newsletter you'll actually read, but one you will consistently enjoy. Clicking on that button really helps out the channel, and so does checking out this video right here, where I explain how I feel about the current state of reviewing all the current phones, flipping, folding, and just still slabbing along the way. Check out that video and I'll see you in the next one.